It's nothing quite like the beginning and ending of a school year to trigger some weaknesses, especially if those weaknesses are around organization and consistency and routines. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. So my daughter, my oldest, went back to school um, this past Friday. They start a half day on Friday, which is like so bizarre. I don't know why they just don't start full day on Mondays and give them the weekend, but so be it. Uh, My other daughter doesn't start for another two weeks. I've talked about um, her school and that journey in some previous episodes. Um, But it's like that time of year where it's, it's... You're just going from one thing to another. And summer's kind of one big, like, throw it to the wind fest anyway. Um, I know, you know, those of you that don't have kids or those of you that have young kids where you're not in the school, um, like the school calendar of sorts, it's not as big a deal. Um, But when you have kids and they're in school, you have a schedule. It's much easier. You know when they're going to be in school. You know when you have your time and... Um, and then when they go, (laughs) when they come out for summer, it's just like, oh my gosh, what do we do with ourselves? What's happening? And then going back is, can be really exciting because finally you can all get back on schedules again, but it's also like the madness, the madness all starts again. And both my kids are in competition dance and they each made like the higher level this year. So they're going to be in dance a lot more, um, And they love it so much and they're good at it. Like literally when they're not at dance, they're making up dances at home (laughs) or practicing their dances that they're learning. So it's really great that they've found something that they really love and they excel at. Um, But it does make for some really busy, some busy things. And, you know, being a mom and needing to organize my own schedule on top of, you know, figuring out where they need to be, where they need to go, when things are due, uh, what we have to book in terms of competitions and all kinds of stuff. And then everything in my business that needs work, you know, client work and marketing stuff and podcast and photo shoots. And um, it's a lot, you guys. And I, I don't say like, it's a lot like just for me, like, I just want you all to know that I, mom's trying to organize all this stuff. Like I see you. <laughs> I see you. Um, and I'm going to lead in to here to some of my, um, some of my biggest weaknesses that I really feel have kept me from creating the entrepreneurial and creative career that I've wanted. Um, and we all have weaknesses. So it's going to kind of be like, what are my weaknesses? And Inside of those, are there any strengths to be highlighted? And what am I doing about them? Um, What am I doing about them? What can you be doing about them if you have similar ones? Um, I've mentioned this before, and I want to preface by saying I am fairly certain that I have ADHD. I have not been officially tested for it. 
But based on my history, based on everything that I've read and all the podcasts that I've listened to, um, and I've done some really, really deep dives, I'm going to say there's a really high probability that I have ADHD. So a lot of my weaknesses, um, I think, are related to that. I'm also an Enneagram 7. If you don't know the Enneagram, I have an early episode, I think episode 3 maybe, that's like an Enneagram 101 breakdown. And I'm an Enneagram 7. And I will say this, almost everyone I've heard of and know who know the Enneagram and know if they are ADHD or not, that Enneagram 7 and ADHD almost always go hand in hand. I don't think I've met any ADHD people who are familiar with the Enneagram and are not 7. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think that's very telling. Um, and when I say weaknesses, you know, I know there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff where it's like we don't want to label things as bad, right? Just things that can get in the way. So I say weakness, and I want to label it as something that can feel difficult, um, some aspect of career, life, whatever it is that feels more like I'm walking through quicksand or deep mud where it feels like others are able to just like walk on asphalt. So where it can feel like I'm able to move forward, but it feels sludgy and sticky and slow and that I have to kind of like take my time in order to move forward because I've actually realized that taking my time with these things is better and I can get further faster by saying, okay, don't try to run because you'll fall on your face. Like you've got to take a breath and and do these things more slowly than some other people where these things come natural to them. Um, and that's and that's okay. It can be very it can be very frustrating. Um, but just kind of recognizing that I have my own process and I'm allowed to have my own process and to try to find something that works for me is really important. And it's also been a lot of my journey because, you know, we're, we're really just, it starts in school, right? Just like school in general, you know, unless you went to a very, you know, niche school where they really kind of worked with you, like school in general is like, hey, you're all going to do this and we're all going to keep up together this way and we're all going to do it like this. And, you know, if you're in the entrepreneurial world, if you're a creative, if you've taken online courses or you're you're running your own online courses and you've, you've learned how to do that, you know, everything is kind of like, do it my way, do it this way, and it's great. And if your brain works a little bit differently, if you're a little bit um, neurodivergent and you've got something like ADHD or it's hard for you to focus, like even just in even just in the society we live in now, it's hard to focus. Everything everything's calling for our attention at all times. Um, and so you know, doing all these things, it's it's everyone kind of teaches like, yeah, you just make this list and you just organize and follow steps one through seven and you're golden and for me, and this is, I think, some of the ADHD stuff, for me, it's kind of like, okay, I see step one, but before I need to, to go to step two, like, it's hard to just go, like, step one, A, B, and C, and then step two. It's like I go step one, A, B, K, Y, Z, and then 
step two. Like I said, it's this this feeling of kind of walking slowly in this really like wet, mushy mud. Um, and, And so let's kind of name what that is. So that can look like disorganization. And it can look like trying to find the proper organization, like the proper organizational process or container. So literally like, okay, do I print everything out and put it in a binder? Okay, now I forget to look at the binder or it feels hard to look at all the pages that I need to look at at once. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to try folders. Okay, that didn't work. Now I'm going to try different... um, notebooks with tabs. Okay, that didn't work. Now I'm going to try like an online system. I'm going to try Evernote or I'm going to try whatever. Like, So it can feel like it's not straight disorganization. It can feel for me like a desire to find the organizational system that will let me operate inside of the way that I operate as best I can. And so it's a lot of trial and error. Like I know there's a, there's a lot of memes and a lot of jokes about how ADHD people in particular like just running through uh, planners and different organizational systems. And it's like, oh, it's so true. It's so true. And I think it's really just because it's like, I desperately want to find the thing that works. And I think, I think different things you know, yes, obviously different things work for different people. And I think a lot of it, if you're struggling with this, I think what I'm realizing is yet, like if you need to try different things, absolutely try different things. And I think a lot of it is about the follow through. And I think this is, this is a lot of the other places where I feel like, I feel like I've let these other things go and kind of like drop the ball. And I think a lot of it is about follow through. So so overall, some of my weaknesses are um, just inconsistency and disorganization. And then that kind of leads to feeling behind. And then I'll get a new idea. And then I will jump into it. And it hasn't really been thought out. I haven't created an organizational system for it. I haven't created a plan for it. I get very excited and I want to launch it and I want to do it and I want to tell the world. And so I start in that and then I feel disorganized. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, now that I'm settled in and I've told the world, like, let me take a deep breath and find out the organizational system for this new thing. And then when I'm trying to organize... I'll be like, oh my gosh, but I'm so behind. Look at all these other people. Then comparison comes in. It's like, look at all these other people on social media. They're doing X, Y, and Z, which is kind of similar to what I'm doing, but they're so far ahead and they have so many followers and they're so consistent and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll feel behind. And so then instead of starting at step one or two, I'll try to start at step four. But then when I start at step four, I realize that I can't really do step four that well without doing step one, two, and three. Imagine that. And so then I'll go, then I'll be like, okay, well, let me just see if I can like wing step one, two, and three really fast so that I can catch up. And then eventually it feels like a giant mess. And then like a new idea will come up. (laughs) And this, I'm just sharing with you, like this very real frustrating pattern that I feel like is 
probably fairly common for those with ADHD, for head types, for people who are really in their head a lot. So when I say head type, I'm actually specifically referring to the Enneagram, to types five, six, and seven, and to those other numbers that have strong connections to five, six, and seven. Um, brief rundown. So the Enneagram talks about, the Enneagram has nine numbers. Uh, we are each one main number, but we are connected to four other numbers. And um, three numbers correspond with the head, three numbers correspond with the heart, and three numbers correspond with the body. And that's essentially, these centers are the way we typically take in and process information uh, on the whole. So head types will take in and process information in their head. Um, we are in our heads a lot. Um, I My head can literally get overheated like a computer. Like it will feel warm and I will take my temperature and I'll be at like 99.5. I'll just run like a degree warmer <laughs> than average when I'm really just running through stuff in my brain. Like I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do next in my business. If there's anything going on with my kids, like I'm figuring out how I can help that situation. Um, I might be thinking about like what the plan for like a like some new furniture for the backyard is going to be. I can also be running through. Um, okay, I've got to respond to my friend for this, and let me let me sort through that. And then I'm also thinking about my business and what's going to get me to the next level, and where am I stuck, and how can I confront the things that are holding me back? Like even just in my voice, y'all, if you can hear it right now, like just this energy of like like that is a very small portion of my brain at all times. And I am sure there are people out there that are like, oh my God, I understand all of this. Like, where is the help for us? Where is, where is the help? And, you know, I sit here now um, at age 43 and a half, I feel like a little kid. A half? I'm so, I'm probably even more than a half. I'll be 44 in December. Um, and there's so many things in my life when I look back that I feel that I was ready for a lot of things that I was doing at the time. So obviously, you know, being 44, like I have a lot more life experience, a lot more wisdom. Um, the things I'm bringing to the world, I feel like are more grounded in who I am. Um, like at the core. And I also feel looking back, like, yes, you know, when I was doing X, Y, and Z with my life, like I, I was capable of doing that. Like back when mom blogging was really big and I was, you know, trying to be like a mom blogger and I knew a lot of mom bloggers and I was going to mom blogging conferences and I had some cool ideas to bring, you know, to life there. And I always found myself in rooms with important people. And then I'm like, like I had, the knowledge I had, the ability, and I and like I didn't get as far as a lot of my peers. Um, and then I think about uh, like I briefly had my own tech company. I think then I was I definitely shouldn't have been like in charge of it. <laughs> I don't think like I'm definitely the ideator and could have absolutely been involved in like the vision, um, the planning for it. Um, and, you know, I'm not a tech, like a tech person, so I had a team, um, but I don't, you know, I don't know that I really needed to be in charge of, like, operations. <laughs> I don't think that is, like, 100% a skill of mine. Um, you know, and then when I think about 
when I really was like diving into photography and like family photography. Like there's just so many things where it's like, why, why didn't they go further? And I definitely don't blame any outside circumstances. And I think, I think it can really take away our power to start blaming outside circumstances. Now, some things can absolutely have us pause for a season, right? I have that episode um, that's called Honor Your Season. And in that, I specifically talk about um, in 2021 when we took our youngest out of school and I quote unquote homeschooled (laughs) for a while while we were really trying to kind of help her find an environment that that would just help her feel calmer and kind of work with what eventually um, really got pointed to as anxiety. We were trying to help with that, but that was that was absolutely a season where it was like, yeah, like that was a, that was a season. But I don't feel a victim to that season, and I'm not at all blaming that season for being the cause of me not being further. Actually, I feel like that season helped me grow as a person and helped me grow in my self self trust because I was able to make decisions that that were different from the norm. Um, they had me, it had me slow down in certain ways, even though I had to be immensely present during that season. Um, but there were things about that season that grew who I am as a person. So I don't, I don't blame that circumstance. Um, so really when I talk about like, you know, why am I not further? Or maybe if you're listening to this, you're like, I feel the same. Like, why am I not further? Like I have, you know, whatever it is that you're listening, you know, if you're listening, like you might be like, I have, I have skills and I, and like, I'm funny or I've got a great personality or I can bring ideas to people or my product is really cool. You know, I've got it all in place. And like, somehow I just keep getting in my own way. And my last one, we, I talked about self sabotage and I talked about it kind of in self-sabotage kind of in like things are going well and then boom you mess it up but then there's also where we we let our weaknesses turn into beliefs about ourselves and I talked about this on the on the previous episode when we start to believe these things about ourselves as ultimate truths and then when we take them on and we be we become a victim to them. That's where it's really hard. And I I think the very first time I realized that I didn't have to be like a victim of them was during Tony Robbins' business mastery, which I've talked about before too. Um, and it was like, okay, I have I have things that do feel like I'm walking through the mud. Like that is true. They feel harder. Like creating an organizational system. And being consistent with it feels hard, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And that doesn't mean that I can't figure it out, whether I just have to move more slowly and with more intention because I'm moving more slowly, I have to have more intention behind it. Or whether it means, you know, if I'm capable, you know, if I have the means to hire someone to help, you know, maybe something like that. But I think it can be so easy to fall victim to it. And I think I was there for a long time. Like it really just kind of felt like, 
oh gosh, I just can't ever get out of my way. And when my brain really like, you know, when some of these parts really want to kind of like take over, I can fall into it again and it can just be like, oh my gosh, why can everyone move forward? Like you're just, you're almost 44 and like everyone else does all these other things and all these people that are younger than you are doing these things and like, you know, and then, and then kind of this, like, why not me? Right. Like just this energy of just like, whoa, why not me? Like I've, I'm smart and I know these things. And, um, and I really, I I really hope too, that, that, that if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel the same, that, that it's not who you are and it's not who you are in that it doesn't have to stop you. And, and I'm still on my own path of discovering the best ways to work with this. Um, I've gotten better and that, like I said, I've definitely learned that I have to go slower and I have to have less on my plate, which is kind of a cruel joke because um, Enneagram 7s in particular, but really, you know, lots of numbers, um, I'm an ideas person and I, I'm constantly like, oh my gosh, do you know what we should do? Do you know what I should do? Do you know what you should do? Do you know, you know what we can do to take over the world? Do you know what would be amazing? Like I'm always coming up with stuff and I'm always thinking about just like the human condition and why we think things about ourselves and, and what, like how we can get out of them and how can my gifts help people get out of them and and I want to share like new ideas that just like go off in my brain. I'm like, oh, I want to share this, but then it doesn't, it's not consistent with what I've been doing and there's this. And so to really realize that like I actually move forward the most with less things on my plate and know that my brain is constantly outputting ideas, many of them that could easily be acted upon. <laughs> it's like, okay, how do we do this? And I think one of the things that helped me discover how to move slower with less is actually having my one kiddo in school just two days a week. So she has two instructional days a week. And then um, Wednesdays, she goes to my mom's for a few hours. And then I don't have a lot of time Mondays and Fridays. And so it's forced me it's forced me to be like, okay, what has to be the next step? Like if I want this thing to move forward, like if I want my podcast to move forward or Lens of Love, right? Um, if I want, which I've talked about too, Lens of Love is is one of my transformative photography offerings. Um, it's like if I want Lens of Love to move forward or if I've got a client um, coming up, like what has to get done in the like two hours that I have today? And I will do them. And it's interesting because I think I actually find that when I have a week, for example, like six days, six hours a day for five days, I actually get less done than when I'm forced to work under a time constraint. And I, and I'm sure there are a lot of you out there that are like, oh my God, yeah, totally, totally, completely. Like it's kind of that... It's a little like having a deadline and I'm hopeful, (laughs) hopeful that eventually as, as 
I have more and more time to work, um, which I don't know exactly when that is because her schedule is the same this year. Um, But as I have more time to work, I'm hoping that kind of starting smaller with these like forced minimum hours and learning how, like it's forcing me to do that thing where everyone's like, just pick your top three for the day. I know there's someone out loud in their car right now who was like, oh my God, yeah, that's the worst. Like there's so many people who are like, absolutely, I can pick my top three for the day and then I get my top three for the day done and that's great. And that's my husband. He's he's like that. I can write down a top three for the day and if I have like seven hours, I'll just be like, yeah, I'll just get, get to them later and I'll do this other thing first, this other thing first. And it's like a hot mess. And, and, um, yeah, so, so, so I'm hoping that, that this kind of smaller hours piece is acting like a training so that, you know, the weeks that maybe like, for example, my mom can take the kids more, um, that I'll be like, okay, I know how to make time work better because I've had these forced smaller hours. Um, yeah, and it's it's really interesting. And for those who, who really struggle with this, like I just want you to know how much my heart goes out to you. It's not easy. It's really not easy. Like I did I did a I did the Strengths Finder, the Clifton Strengths Finder. I don't remember my top five, but I remember all of my top ones were about like ideas. Um, getting people excited about ideas, vision, and literally like my bottom five were execution. <laughs> uh, yes, and I'm going to talk a little more um, next week because next week it's actually been six months since I started my podcast. And it was, um, yeah, so I'm going to share next week about my journey because as you've heard so far for the past 26 uh, minutes, or so uh, here, consistency is hard and it's part of the, you know, part of the disorganization and part of the just getting new ideas. So consistency can be hard. And so one of my biggest goals with my podcast was consistency. So we'll, we'll visit that next week a little bit because I'm going to kind of talk about that journey. Um, yeah. And then, and the feeling behind peace is really big. Um, and it comes out of inconsistency, right? So like when we're not consistent, we don't see the results that we want. And that's in anything. That's we're working out, the spiritual practice, you know, um, being consistent with our kids and just like whatever we want to teach them or however we want to, you know, bring in discipline. Um, if things aren't consistent, we don't see the results. And then it's so easy to look at others and be like, oh my gosh, look at all their results, look at all their consistency. And then all of a sudden you feel behind. Um, Yeah, and it can just get really overwhelming. And I think there are times where it's just really, I've absolutely kind of let like the victim energy just overwhelm me. And I've absolutely had times where I've just like wept at at really just like how, like, how do I overcome this? <laughs> how do I, how do I create consistency? Um, and in all, and across the board, I think that's part of it too. Cause it's like, like I said, like, it's not just like, 
okay, consistently post on social media. It's like, okay, consistently create content, consistently show up for your clients, consistently, um, you know, keep your QuickBooks in order, consistently uh, pay your bills, consistently go through the invitations that your kids get, consistently um, keep up with healthy eating, consistently work out, consistently um, keep up your spiritual practice. It's like so many consistent pieces. And then I think, at least for me as an Enneagram 7, it kind of gets like, oh my God, just where's the spontaneity? Like, where's the fun? Where's the spontaneity in it? Um, and it can it can start to feel like boring. And oh my God, don't ever let a seven get bored. <laughs> We're like, it's boring. What can we do now? Um, yeah, so I just, I don't know. I wanted to share because... I know I'm not alone in this and I think it's a combo. Like I think one, I want people to hear this who feel similarly and know you're not alone. And I want you to hear that like, it's not who you are and you don't have to be stuck in it. And it may never look as seamless and beautiful as other people where these things come naturally. But that doesn't mean it stops you. And that doesn't mean it's who you are. It means you just have to approach it differently and maybe slow down in order to speed up. And that can feel really hard, especially if you feel like you're behind. Going slower, accomplishing less tasks, but more consistently and more fully can feel hard when you feel behind, even though that's the thing that is going to move you forward. Like I took lens of love. I had the idea in April and I did the shoot in June. And I don't know if I've ever had a faster turnaround for an idea and have it executed well, like consistently talking about on social media, like really prepping the day. I got a videographer for that day. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel like I dropped the ball anywhere. None of it really felt half-assed, um, which normally, normally something like that wouldn't have a quick turnaround time for me. Um, or some things would feel like, yeah, I'll just wing it. I'll just wing this. Um, yeah. So I just like, I just really want you to know it's not who you are. And also I, I love hearing from people who feel similarly. So like, you're always welcome to reach out to me on Instagram at Liza Hippler. And just if you want to share your experience, I also absolutely, I don't know if you guys have noticed this by now, but I would, I would love to have someone on who's working through this and maybe finding some things that work for them. Um, I have a lot of people on my podcast where it's their first podcast. And that's one of the things that I love. I love it because I think there's so much value in just people living their lives and trying to figure out what works best. Um, Yeah. I also love new organizational ideas. (laughs) Not that I need to jump all the time. My current one, I go in and out of this a little bit if anyone wants like like a practical tool. So um, I use the app Todoist. I used to use it a long time ago and then I let it go. And I'm trying to just, whenever I have an idea like just a new idea, something to be like, ooh, shiny object. Or if I remember something that needs to be done, I just dump it into Todoist. I just put it there 
I'm I'm not 100% great at this, but when I'm when I just open up my app, like it's on my watch, it's on my Apple Watch. I literally got Apple Watch to help with ADHD. So it's on my Apple Watch, it's on my phone, so I can just add like an idea um, or a to-do in there, and then I know that it's out of my brain, so I don't have to keep it running in my brain because that's something that can keep me disorganized too. Like if I'm just in my brain, like don't forget this, don't forget this, oh crap, don't forget that, don't forget that, don't forget, oh third thing, don't forget this, and then like by the time I get to the fourth thing, the first thing's like off the map. So. It's really important for me and people whose brains kind of work like this to just be able to get out and know that it is somewhere and that you will look at it later and take care of the thing, right? That's the second piece, like looking at the list and being like, okay, I will look at this list now and make a plan to get these things done or make space to get them done like immediately, like set aside an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is to like take care of the things you've dumped on your list. Um, I also have the app Bear. And it's mainly because the notes app is not on, um, it's not on an Apple watch. So I have the note, I have the app bear and that is for when I come up with longer ideas. So this might be like, if I'm thinking through, for example, different aspects of lens of love, I might all of a sudden have like several sentences in my brain or a paragraph that just sounds like, oh my gosh, this is so true and beautiful and amazing. And like, I have to put it on my pod, like, yeah, maybe my podcast. Like I have to say it on my podcast or I have to put it on my website or I want to make it an Instagram post. Like I'll dump it in Bear and Bear is organized by hashtags and it's really easy to search. So I'll dump it in there as well. Um, Yeah. And then for everything else, I have folders in this basket on my desk and I'm supposed to go through it once a week, and I do not always go through it once a week. Um, so again, that's where I'm kind of working on, also like on the consistency of it. And sometimes it's just like, you know, I've got two kids, and sometimes stuff happens. So being flexible, but also looking for that, you know, consistency piece, and then realizing that like some things are just slower. And it's okay. And inside of all that, I think one of the biggest pieces is self-compassion. And then whatever you, whatever phrase, whatever word you like the best, trust, faith, and surrender. That your path is your path. And it can be easy to forget about trust, faith, and surrender when we're comparing ourselves to others. And when we forget that we have our own path, because comparison can make us think that our path is related to other people's paths, that our path is valid only as it outshines someone else's path or is, you know, outdoes someone else's path. But really, it's just individual. It's just an individual path. And everyone has their own voice and their own way of showing up. And so if we can get out of comparison, which is really fucking hard, but if we can get out of making, like, if we can get out of hooking our paths to other people's paths, if we can unhook from them and move more into trust, faith, and surrender, that it's okay, that there are parts that are slower, that need more time, that may need may need help, outside help, that may need more time for us to sit down and move slower and think through things and map things out more slowly. Um, maybe it means we need to make more visuals or maybe it needs, maybe it means like sometimes, sometimes I feel like the same, 
I'll take the same concept and I'll put it like on a gigundo post-it in like all different colors. And I'll also like mind map it on my computer. And I'll also make like an outline for it. All the same thing. And I know there are plenty of people that don't need all three of those for the same concept. But sometimes I need to do something like that. And it's slower, but it's a lot faster than me doing one of those things and trying to do a path like someone else's path. If I'm if I'm like, well, so-and-so teaches it like this, so I'm just going to do it like this and it works for them. But if it doesn't work for me and I'm not doing the way that does work for me, then it's then I just don't go anywhere. So yeah. So some compassion. Like my heart goes out to you if there are things that you feel like are slowing you down. And and it could be anything. Like it doesn't have to be the exact things that I mentioned. But we really just have to honor the ways that we work individually. And if you're taking someone's courses or, or you're learning from, from someone, like take take what is valuable and then apply it in the ways that work for you. I think for me, just having the permission, like for so long, I think I thought that I had to do it other people's ways. Like clearly if they were getting the results, they knew what to do and I had to do it their way. And I think there's value in learning from other people, but it wasn't it wasn't until I started hearing more from people like with ADHD or people who who struggled with the same things I struggled with who were like, yeah, I just I just have to do it like this instead that my brain was kind of like, oh, oh, I can just do this way instead. Like I can still learn this thing, but I can do this way. Like that's incredible. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And then and then I had another part of my brain be like, duh, like why didn't you know that you couldn't that you couldn't just like do it your own way? And I was like, I don't know. It just felt like I had to do it everyone else's way. So consider this like your full permission slip to work with whatever way you need to. Like if you need, I have a timer on my desk. Like if you need a timer on your desk, if you need a double timer on your watch, if you need to map things out all over your walls when someone just says jot it down in a notebook and you need like colors and post-its and and visuals, like if that's the way you work, do that. If someone's like, yeah, make a binder, but you don't want a binder and you want like tons of folders or or you want it all digital, like just work with whatever feels like I think I can do this. And then create consistency around it. Like first try to create some consistency, create a habit around it. And then if you're really like, well, I've kind of have the habit, but there's some holes that really don't work for me, modify it or try a new way. Like full permission, full permission for you to do whatever you need to do to organize and to create consistency so that you can create whatever creative entrepreneurial path that you want to create. And full permission to also just have trust, faith, and surrender. And so much self-compassion. So much self-compassion. Just, just give yourself so much compassion and love. And allow yourself to experiment 
And if you're creative and you love the idea of being creative, just think of it as like a creative experiment. It's like, what's going to work for me? What's going to work for me in organizing like this next idea that I have? Or, or in organizing like this, this thing that I've already been working on. And maybe you've reorganized it like 14 times by now. And maybe you need to go back to something that felt good, that maybe you just weren't, that you didn't try to make a habit. Or maybe you need to blend some things. But yeah, do what you need to do so that your gifts can shine. Because we need your voice. We need your story. We need your gifts. And we need your heart. And if we're disorganized around sharing those things and bringing those things to the world, they won't get out. So those are some of the things that feel hard for me and feel like weaknesses for me. Um, And some of these things at the end are reminders for myself as well. So yeah, I just encourage you to take your quote unquote weaknesses and honor them and know that they're not you. They don't define you. They don't have to hold you back, but you may have to work with them differently than other people. And that's okay. It's your own beautiful path. Okay, how was that? Was it a little depressing or was it inspiring? <laughs> I feel like I was I was a little thoughtful the whole time. I just want you to know that you are amazing and incredible and you are not behind and you have everything that you need to go forward and create beautifully and do amazing things. Please do not let do not let weaknesses hold you back. They can become strengths and you can work with them. I promise.